Today's scripture reading is from the second letter to Timothy, the third chapter, the first to the ninth verse. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. They are the kind who will worm their way into the homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sin and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the truth is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our our systematic study of Paul's second letter to his son in the ministry, uh, Timothy. The last time we looked at the 22nd to the 26th uh, verse of the second chapter, where we saw Paul's uh, continuing instruction on how to deal with false teachers. Uh, there in the 22nd verse we read, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteous, righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. As we shared the last time, I share now, uh, both words translated flee and pursue uh, are in the present active imperative. What does that mean? It, 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 he, Paul is saying to Timothy, flee certain things and pursue certain things with great intensity. Uh, why? Because it's really important and it's not something that you, you've done once, you've fleed once, you've fled once, fleed once, uh, that, you've, that you've fled once uh, and, and, and you're done with it. It's like, no, flee, pursue with great intensity because it's really important. And, and, and he says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So Paul lets us know really what he's talking about in terms of what he's asking us to, to pursue with, with great intensity. Uh, it's right there, and, he, he, but in, so we can imply that the things he's asking us to flee are the, the antithesis, the, the polar opposite, if you will, of those things. And what he summarizes as uh, the desires of youth, uh, those things that cause us to feel self-important, uh, self-centered, uh, self-righteous, intolerant. It's just the things you think of any young person. You know, it, for most young people, hey, the world revolves around me. You know, it's, it's me. It's what I can get, what I can do. It's, it's, it's all about me. And Paul is saying, no, pursue with equal intensity as you flee righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a uh, pure heart. Um, 
as I shared before, I share again, our relationship with God is not static. It's like if we think that, well, I'm just going to put it in neutral, uh, you know, it's like, no, there's a, there's a hill, there's a constant hill. So if you, if you think you're in neutral, you're actually rolling backwards. So either, either our, our foot's on the spiritual accelerator, if you will, and we're moving forward intentionally with, a, with purpose, with a direction, or we're, we're going backwards. He goes on in the 23rd, uh, 23rd verse, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. So you run after righteousness, faith, love, and peace, and don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Why? Because they cause arguments. It's just that simple. It's, 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 it's not complicated. As I shared, uh, there are certain conversations and, and certain people you just need to avoid. There are certain, certain conversations, it's like, boy, you know, if I get caught up in that, in, in just, it's, I, I, you know, nobody here. But, I mean, it's just like sometimes it's like you, you, get, you see the, you know, I say thank God for caller ID. Sometimes you see the, the number come up, and it's like, oh, no, oh, no. I, I know where this call is going. It's not going to end well. I'm going to feel worse than when I, you just know. Yeah, see, you're better than I am. Um, but it's important that we know the difference between thoughtful discussion or inquiry and uh, useless arguments and debates over issues that cause uh, confusion. See, that's, that's where we have to put on our spiritual uh, hat, if you will, and, 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 and our mind and understand, well, well, you know, I want to be a faithful witness. I want to share the love of Christ. I want to share information. Uh, but there are certain people that they're not interested in receiving. They're just interested in debating. They're just interested in fighting. They're just interested. And that's where we have to be. We have to understand the difference. And that's why Paul goes on, opponents must be gently instructed. Gently instructed. Gently instructed. Now, you know, you know, well, you know, there, there are times when you really need to be very, very firm and very clear. But even in our firmness and clarity, you know, I'm recalling the times when I was physically disciplined by my father. Uh, there wasn't, it wasn't out of anger or wasn't out of spitefulness. It's like, I love you. That's why I'm spanking you. I, I didn't think so at the time. Did absolutely didn't think so at the time. But I can now, in retrospect, it's like, you know, every, every point of discipline I deserved. And there was a lot of things that I didn't receive that I deserved. So that, that's, 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 that's just grace. So who are the opponents? Who are, the, who are these opponents? Uh, the word, the translated opponents, uh, suggests that Paul is speaking about those who are indifferent or ignorant about the gospel. And again, this goes back to what I was sharing before. It's those folks that they don't, they don't know or they don't even they don't even know enough to care, so they don't care. So those are the folks that we want to reach out to. You know, the people they have you ever thought about what happens after you close your eyes for the last time? No, I've never thought about that. That's the person you need to witness to. You know, that's the, the as opposed to the person that's like, man, I'm good. I know where I'm, I'm good. No, don't, don't talk to me. Are you sure? That, hey, look, I told you, it's like, no, no, this is what I believe. This is what I, and then before you know it, it's like, Things have just exploded and gotten out of control. So as we, uh, as, as we read in the letter uh, to the Ephesians when we were studying Ephesians, the battle that we're, that we're engaged in, it's not a physical battle. 
It's not a physical battle, as I shared before. Again, you know, those times when I, I it's, Sister Meeks, she, if she doesn't know by now, she's got to know. It's just like, it's like, man, that's out of character. That's, it's, 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 it's the enemy, allow, me allowing the evil one at that given point in time to animate or use me in a way that's not glorifying God. And it's like, okay, I can overlook that. That, that, that was stupid. That was that. It's like, but it's not him. It's the evil one. So a lot of times we'll just project on and say, well, it's just you. I don't like you. You know, I just because, because of this, that, or the other. It's like, but we need to think it through. Is it that that person? Or is it that person being used as a tool of the evil one uh, to, to, to allow you to get off point and to create division or a dissension between you two? See? So that, that that's what that creates friction in ministries, be it be it a children's church or the choir or or anything. If I can if I can if I can cause chaos there, then that's gonna that's going to not allow you to be to, to minister in a way that you really need to minister to to others. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to destroy that. I can't take your soul, but I can cause I can muzzle your witness, if you will. So what is it we can take away from uh, what Paul was saying? As we shared uh, last week, it is to flee, it's to avoid, and it's to instruct. And so as we briefly uh, consider the first verse of the third chapter today, Paul pivots, if you will, a little bit, and he says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such people. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a list. <laughs> that's a list. If you look at uh, uh, the message uh, version uh, of these first five, five, verse, first five verses, it reads, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck up profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust, allergic to God. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. They'll make a show of religion. But behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of these people. Remember, this is, this is Paul writing to Timothy. It's, again, it's like, what would you write to someone, and you know this might be the last correspondence that I, 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 I get, out of, get out of here to you. I want to put it in your hands. What would you write? This is what Paul writes. Uh, so having warned his son in the gospel about false teachers, Paul now turns and writes more broadly about conditions and people in general that he'll be facing. 
See, the NIV and other translations, if you look at them, they'll translate uh, this, this period, this, 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 this time, if you will, they describe it as the last days. The last days. But, but you know, this, this eschatological uh, association, what are these uh, last days? You know, if, we, if, if, if we're not careful, we'll miss the, the forest because, we're, again, we're staring too intently on the bark of one tree. And it was like the last days. Well, the last days is going to be right behind, right, right when Jesus comes back. Right then, that's the last days. See, this was written 2,000 years ago, thereabouts. And Paul said, if you read the, and again, for you English majors, if Paul, if you, if you, if you looked at the original language, the sixth verse uses verbs that are in the present tense. So he wasn't talking about, you know, someday, soon, you know, like, or someday way off into the future. He's, it, 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 it's like, uh, think about it this way. When, uh, when, when, you're, when, when you're, say your mom told you, it's like, you just wait till your daddy gets home. You're going to get in trouble. Now, was she talking about someday way out? No, soon. Real soon. It's in the future, but it's real soon. You're going to get a spanking. You're going to get dealt with. That's what Paul is talking about. He, he, he uses both, both, both uh, uh, a future tense, but also he interlaces that with present tense. So he's talking about the last days. The last days are, are the days that are like right around the corner, Timothy. The last days are those days that uh, post Jesus' death and resurrection and between the time of his coming again. Those are the last days. The last days have been running along for about 2,000 years now. So as we look at the list, and we ought to know this just in spiritually, intuitively, as we look at the list, it's like, come on now, you know somebody, somebody in your family kind of fits that, that, that job description, right? Oh, I know that person. Hey, and, it's, uh, and if we're honest, you know, we might say, I've been that person. I, that, that person was me not too long ago. You know, be it last week or, or 20 years ago when we confessed Christ. But somewhere along the line, uh, we, we, we know that, uh, uh, that, that this, is, this is, as Paul's trying to convey to Timothy, this is your reality. This is what you're dealing with. See, this is the context and the setting in which you are called to do ministry. This is your audience. This, 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 this is your audience. So it wasn't sometime far off. It was going to happen soon. And that's why I like the message version, because it seems to capture the essence of his intent. He says, don't be naive. It's going to be rough, and it's only going to get rougher. Paul describes the condition in which Timothy, uh, and us, for that matter, uh, will face. So on the one hand, we're called to preach the gospel, again, as I, as I say, in season and out of season, but constantly uh, success is going to be difficult. You won't measure success. I mean, I'm talking about real success, real spiritual success. I'm not talking about numerical success. You, you give away, you, you, Jesus knew that. You give away, say, biscuits and fish, and you get a crowd. Jesus did that. So you give away biscuits and fish now. I mean, you, you go to, tell me, you go to Popeye's and say, look, all the fish and chicken and biscuits you can eat, there'll be a line a mile long. And I'll be in the line. <laughs> I love Popeyes. I just, <laughs> there ain't nothing healthy there. <laughs> Not one thing healthy, but I love Popeyes, Dr. Harris. I, I, I do. I, I do. Uh, it's not that. 
I was reading, uh, as I was sharing with the deacons earlier this morning, uh, they're, they're, I, I, this week I read an article. What's happening in the body, and I don't say the body of Christ, what's happening in, in churches all over the country? Uh, 96% of what we call church growth, 96% of what we call church growth, 96% of what we call church growth is simply one sheep moving from one pasture to another pasture. That's all that's happening. I don't like the grass in this field. Let me try the grass in this field. It's pretty green here. I'll nibble in this field for, for a month, a year, two years, whatever. I don't like it anymore. I'm going to go to another field and I'll nibble there. But growth, transformation, new addition to the body of Christ, 4%. That's why the world looks at us. I mean, they, they don't have to articulate. They just look at it in behavior. They, it's like you're irrelevant to the conversation that's going on in the world today. That's a prayer that was offered up. We've got, we've got folks that are, that are supposed to be uh, in leadership uh, spouting just absolute insanity. And, 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 and people professing Christ saying, sounds good to me. I, I'm, I'm good with that. What's, which, if, if, what's, what, what is mooring us? What is anchoring us? And that's what Paul is sharing with Timothy. Is, is he's, he's imploring to Timothy. He's saying, Timothy, this is what you've got to deal with. You've got, you're going to think that the world has absolutely gone crazy, and it has. But don't be dissuaded. Don't be, look, just expect it. That's the way it is. That's the context with things aren't going to go smooth. Ministry isn't a straight line. Your lives aren't straight lines. What is our expectation with our lives or those in our, even in our association, in our homes? Why does it just seem like it's up and down and this and that? It's, there's a lot of reasons for that, not the least of which is that the evil one is constantly trying to keep you off center. So you, can, you, so you can't sing with authority. So you can't witness with authority. So you can't give your time with authority. I don't feel like singing. I don't feel like witnessing. I don't feel like doing all these other things because all hell is breaking loose in my life. I know I should be talking to you, but I don't feel like it. I got my own issues to deal with. You find Christ on your own. I get there if I get there when I get there. You know, that, but, but in the meantime, I, I, uh, so the church is... The church then was moving, see, we recognize the church was moving from something that was new, fresh, and exciting, you know, not just 20, 20 years, just one generation now, probably when this letter was written, uh, that Jesus has already gone back to be with the Father. So Paul is now, he's being uh, ready to be offered up. One generation from the church just exploding in growth, 3,000 getting saved here, crowds being saved here, things, things happening all over the place, and now Paul is warning Timothy, Hey, but things are changing. It ain't like it used to be. People aren't coming to the cross the way they used to. These are the last days. This is what, this is what you're going to have to do in terms of ministry if you want to be effective. See? That's what we ultimately will have to ask ourselves. I don't want to get ahead of myself, uh, but I won't then. Let, let me not. So why does Paul take such a strong position? Why, do, why does he take a, 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 a strong position? Uh, verse 6, um, they are the, the, he describes the, the folks that, that he's dealing with. They're the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. 
always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. And you just deal with this. You know, we talk about gullible women because I know that's what you all are thinking about. So how are you going to deal with that? Um, you deal with it the way we're all supposed to deal with it. You look at what's going on in, this, in, the, in the time and the setting that was going on. The women, typically, were the least educated, and they stayed at home. They were the homemakers, if you will. There used to be Jewish prayers. Used to be Jewish prayers. I thank God that I wasn't born a woman. That was part of the prayer. That was the culture of the time. That was, and so with that, with that as, as a backdrop, 2,000 years ago, uh, Paul, Paul is, is just sharing what people were thinking. It's just like, you know, it's like, as we say, it was just an old wives' tale. What's an old wives' tale? I know old husband tales, too. You know, it's like, they're called fish stories, you know? Uh, so, so, so we don't want to get caught up in, oh, so, so uh, uh, Paul is, is, is talking down to him. No, he's talking about what was being talked about. He's just holding up the mirror back to Timothy and saying, you know, the people that are at home that aren't out and about in the, in the marketplace of ideas and understanding, uh, they can be duped pretty easily. You can insert your name there. Gullible men, gullible uh, ladies, gullible teenagers, gullible 20-somethings, Gen Xs, go, go, people that, 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 that don't understand who they are or whose they are. They don't have a, a, a depth of appreciation or understanding of the text. So you become susceptible. You become gullible. So someone can come along and it's like, hey, you know what? Um, you know, uh, did God really say X, Y, and Z? Are you sure? Are, well, you know, if you, you know, I heard, honey. See, the uh, brother so and so or sister so and so, they're having a healing service over at the Memorial Auditorium. You need to be there. I know. See, that's why you guys probably did hear that. You know, <laughs> and you probably bought the ticket and you went there. And it's, I know, folks. I have folks in my family that that unfortunately had gotten caught up in that and, and, and pursued that and found it's like, you know what, this is, this is a fraud. This, this, is, this is, I've got real maladies. I've got real deficiencies. And I walked in one way, and uh, I guess the water was in trouble. I guess it just wasn't my day that day. So, so we need to just keep in mind the, 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 the time and the culture of what's going on. But ultimately what Paul is talking about is folks that are susceptible that, that, are, that are easily fooled because they haven't studied hard to show themselves approved unto God. They, 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 haven't, they haven't studied scripture in a way that honors God and allows them to be able to handle the, uh, the battle of the evil one. As I've said before, I share again, there's no easy button, a shortcut to a, a, a solid spiritual foundation. There's no easy button and there's no shortcut. I know we'd all like to just I want to be a I want to be a I want to be down for Christ. I want to be hard. I want to I want to be a spiritual theologian. I just I want to be able to if someone comes at me, I want to be able to shoot back an answer. I want to be able to, you know, if 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 all hell's breaking loose, I want to be able to stand firm. Okay. Those 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 are wonderful. Those are wonderful. Let me let me let me ask me. Let me ask me. I, you can hear, you can listen in to uh what I'm asking me, self, how much time did you spend on your knees this week? Seriously, how much, how much time did you spend on your knees versus uh, watching The Voice? 
or HGTV? How much, how much time? How much time did you uh, study my word versus being in Facebook? I just, I'm just asking myself. And, it's just, I'm, and, and when I start to ask myself and answer myself honestly, then there, is there any reason why there are these spiritual deficiencies in my life? Don't, don't, I don't have anybody to blame uh, if, if, I, I'm back on the exercise routine, Reverend. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back. Mondays and Thursdays. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Sister Meeks is laughing at me, too, as she, she sees me on the treadmill. She said, you make the funniest faces when you exercise. It's called agony. It's called hurt. It's called gasping for air. It's... It's all of that, and yes, I shared before, I'm not ashamed, I vomited, uh, I just, it just, it's, gotta do what you gotta do. If, if, if you want to, if you want to go there, if you want to be what you say you want to be, then you gotta put in the work. There is no substitute. Everybody, I want a fat-free pill. I want one. I want the pill. Drops weights, makes me healthy, gives me, makes my heart strong. I want that. They don't make that. And if you see it on TV late at night, that's why they do it late at night. It's because we're more susceptible to that. We, the, the evil one can, is like, those look pretty good. Hey, you get, get, get these weird packages coming in the mail. What's this? Oh, well, I'm got, I'm, I'm, hey, honey, I'm going to do this now. It's like, put that thing down. <laughs> It's the same thing spiritually. We want shortcuts. I don't want to put in the work. I'd, re I'd rather be on the beach too. It's a funny thing though, that as we dial and dig deeper and we draw closer than our, our whole desires, our wants, it's like, I want to study more. I want to dig more. It doesn't become a, it doesn't become a, a duty as much as like, and that's what they say. I haven't gotten there. I really haven't gotten there about exercise. They say some folk, I don't know who they are, they, they can't wait to get there. They look forward to it. They call it endorphins and then that stuff. They just, you get that mental thing going. It's like, man, I love to work out. Boy, this is fun. I'm doing 20 miles today. It's like, wow, wow, that's good for you. Uh, <laughs> Paul describes a time when the truth of the gospel um, is most relevant. Right now, the, the gospel is so relevant right now, but the people are so not receptive. And so he describes a time as, 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 as Jewish uh, lore, if you will, said Janus and Jambres were the, were the two that, that battled Moses. That, uh, you know, Moses, he's, he was doing things at the unction, at the direction of God, and then Janus and Jambres were saying, uh, you could do that trick? I could do that trick. You can do that? Oh, I can do that too. But it got to a point where they said, we can't do that. It got to a point where they said, this must be a Pharaoh. This must be of God. You need to straighten up and fly right and do what he's saying. Because this is not, this is not normal stuff. See, there are certain things you think about in life. Your career, your, your God has blessed us with knowledge, skills, and abilities that will carry us so far. But at some point, it's like, I can't do that anymore. And typically, you cross that bridge when you have kids. We can all create kids. Most of us can create kids. But, but you get to a point, it's like, but, but I, 
what if they do that? What if they choose that? What am I supposed to do now? Oh, honey, I'll be praying for you. I, I, I need some help. I need some direction. Oh, well, well, I, I'm on my job, and I've gotten so far, but now I've hit a glass ceiling. What am I supposed to do now? The promotion I should be getting, I'm not getting now. Say, say your tricks, your skills, your abilities will get you so far. And then after that, it's like, okay, I need to depend on somebody more powerful than I am. So, and I am closing. Paul is saying to Timothy, Tim, Tim, uh, you're going to have a tremendous fight on your hands, but don't worry. But just like with Janice and Jambres, with Moses, you're going to win. But it's not you. You're just a stand-in from God. God wins. Janice and Jambres couldn't stand before Moses and God, and uh, definitely the things of our life, they're not gonna. They're not gonna be. Uh, 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 they're not gonna be able to withstand God's will, God's authority, God's power. So, what are we saying? Expect the unexpected. Be prepared for a, a very difficult battle. The battle is not physical. It's not physical. It's not physical. It's spiritual, and the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. See, but we have to be suited and prepared. For the battle. Yeah? I, I don't know if you've seen that commercial. That the guy who was funny, he was dressed up like a hot dog. I don't even know what the, the commercial is about. But obviously, he misunderstood what the gathering was all about. Everybody else was there prepared, ready to, to respond to the, to the invitation. This guy dressed up as a hot dog, and he says, obviously, I misunderstood the invitation. So how would I, how would I look trying to go through life with a suit of, uh, medieval armor, saying, I'm ready for the evil one. You all would have me locked up. You'd say, Pastor Meeks has gone off the deep end. He's got this, this knight armor on, you know, with a little visor and a little sword and shield, and I'm, I'm like, come on, devil, I'm ready, I'm ready. It's like, Pastor Nate, could you get Pastor and uh, just, just pray for him, and Mother Smith, lay hands on him, uh, do something. Do so, we've got to be, we've got to understand the battle we're in and then respond accordingly. If you want to continue to do the same things we've always been doing, religiously, religiously, and then hope for a different outcome, God bless you. God bless you. I, that's so not what I'm going to do. I'm going to, it's a song in tones. I'm going to trust in the Lord. How long? Until I die. Uh, until I die. I got nothing else to trust in. I'm going to trust. How, what are you going to trust him for? I'm going to trust him for my very life. I'm going to trust him with my job. I'm going to trust him with my relationships with the one I love the most. I'm going to trust him with my kids. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, see, see, because if we, if, we can, if we do things based on just our own knowledge, skills, and abilities, that'll get us so far. Then after that, it's it. Then what are you going to do? I think I'll go back, reconsider, get on my knees, and let's pray. Our Father.